0: To all my K-drama lovers out there, welcome to Season 2 of the K-drama Cafe Podcast. If there's anyone out there listening... Thank you so much for joining me, your host Sarai, at the K-Drama Cafe podcast. And yes, you heard right, this is the first episode of season two of this little tiny little podcast. And pretty much what that means that is that this podcast is going into its second year. Yes, it's been a whole entire year since I started this little podcast podcast. And I'm so, 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 so so excited about it because who would have thought that I would have stuck around for an entire year? I can't believe I literally started this podcast a year ago. That's insane. It all started with a thought and then insecurity stopping me and fear stopping me and, you know, just not feeling good enough, I guess, to start it. But then I realized, hey. You know, maybe I could just treat this the, as a journal or maybe I could just treat it as like me expressing myself through art and just throwing it out in the air. And if someone hears it and likes it, cool. And if no one, that's OK, because it's out there for any ear, you know, but I was just encouraged because there's so many little podcasts out there, content creators who are passionate enough to start it themselves and it's just been so fun listening to them um and following their instagram and seeing their content and it just inspired me so much especially during the time that i wasn't that i you know was recovering from my accident that pause <laughs> um it's just, it was just so inspiring and motivating but yeah it's been a year and i can't wait for the next year. Can't wait for 2023. I hope you guys stick around. If this is your first time here, welcome, 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 welcome here. All are welcome here. Fangirls, fanboys, k-drama lovers, K pop lovers, you guys are all are welcome here. If this is not your first time here, thank you. Thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you. If you are following me on any of my own, um social media uh, platforms thank you again feel free to reach out feel free to uh respond to my stories or comment on my post or even direct message me i almost always respond it's a tiny little instagram account i do have a twitter and i just started a tiktok i don't know what the heck i'm doing with it but i will learn um to use it because i i want to I'm going to shift everything with this podcast. I have ideas that I will explain in a little bit for this season for this year 2. Um how I'm going to shift everything around, how I want to throw out uh my content. So, yeah, guys, look forward to me. Um stick around, stay tuned. But thank you guys like i said feel free to reach out if you guys have any recommendations any korean film korean dramas or even other different types of asian um film or series that you want me you want to hear my take on or um you want to hear my thoughts on feel free or even if you have some coffee shops you guys want to recommend because i a hundred thousand percent love coffee and i'm and i'm always down to try something new so Come on, let's 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 uh build, let's keep building this little K-drama community together. So yeah, I'm here. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much um for joining me if this is not your first time, and welcome if this is your first time. Yeah, let's get into it, guys. I'm kicking off episode one of year two with That's Right, a rewatch recap deep dive of alchemy of souls and if you guys are listening to this in real time you guys know that season two of alchemy of souls light and shadow is coming out december 10th so t minus three days guys t minus three days season two is coming out and pretty much i'm doing this as like a kickoff leading into season two i will be doing that's right. I don't know why I'm saying that's right. It's like not like you guys would guess it. <laughs> but yes, I will be doing two parts of this. So today I'm doing, I'm just going to be talking about uh, going deep dive on episodes 1 through 10. Well, technically 6 through 10. Um, and then 11 through 20 on the day of season 2 premieres. So stick around, guys. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys have watched the show, um definitely stick around fangirl with me hear my thoughts and takes I've been wanting to talk about this show for so freaking long after my first impressions but because I had to take a recovery pause I missed my time but I'm going to take advantage starting off year two with this so stick around if you have not watched this show and you hate spoilers spoiler alert spoiler alert Spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert If you do not like spoilers um it's it's been nice getting to know you guys um but please stop right here (laughs) um but check out my previous episodes and look forward to my upcoming episodes but unfortunately spoilers are coming if you don't mind spoilers then keep on listening um yeah let's get into it alchemy of souls rewatch recap deep dive (laughs) um let's get started (laughs) all right before i get started you guys know what i'm about to ask you guys know have you had your coffee have you been caffeinated if you haven't go get yourself something it's the holidays guys so holiday drinks are out my favorite holiday drink is definitely the chestnut praline from starbucks but if you have recommendations if you have your own holiday holiday go to let me know i want to try it out i want to check it out or if it's not from starbucks let me know i want to check um check out different spots today i had a chai tea with an shot. okay a venti chai tea with two shots. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it's it's called a dirty chai. So it, it's just chai tea with with espresso shots. However, I had that a couple hours ago. Right now, I have sparkling water. Which I will not take a sip, even though I really want to take a sip. But I don't want to disturb people with my random ASMR. So I'm just eyeballing it right now and just wishing I could just, I might pause just to take a sip. But anyways, that's what I'm having. What are you guys having? Are you guys having coffee or tea or a little something else? A little something fun? (laughs) Let me know. Alright, enough coffee talk. Let's get into Alchemy of Soul i'm weird okay you guys i'm so 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 excited for this i can't wait for december 10th i've been waiting for so freaking long first thing i have to say you guys the first the first thing that i that caught my attention was how good this show is the first time i watched it yes i realized i liked it i was entertained i was learning about it i was getting to know it but re-watching it is a whole different ballgame if you have watched this show for its entirety already i recommend re-watching it because it's like better than the first time my experience i just finished episode 10 so far my experience is Like, oh my gosh, this is like when you make a really, really good recipe and then you have leftovers and then you let those leftovers sit and the seasons and the flavors just like marinate together. And then the next day you heat it up and it's just like bomb.com, even better. I hope that didn't sound weird. (laughs) I don't know if that sounded appetizing, but it was pretty much what it felt like. Okay, because season, well, I'm sorry, because watching it, for the second time it was so much fun because i already knew the characters i really knew the terminal the terminology they use i really knew the backstory i really knew what i was looking for so i was able to enjoy it even more because i didn't i wasn't busy trying to figure out what they were talking about or trying to figure out what's what or who's who or what to look for so that gave me room to catch little details that I missed the first time I watched it, I I was just the the, the moment that I pl- I pressed play on episode one, I was already happy. The tie the opening title, the soundtrack, the music, the scenery, the did I say soundtrack already? <laughs> the opening title. I feel like I said that already. I was already like. Oh my gosh, this is good. This is really good. And then going into episode 1 and then episode 1 all the way through 10 that I just completed. It has been a, such a fun journey. I've uh, it's been so fun. I, I recommend rewatching it, guys. This is a rewatch deserve. Deserves a rewatch. Go ahead. Should you probably try to rewatch all 20 episodes before Saturday? Um sure (laughs) i mean if you're you're your full-time worker probably not but hey you never know but even if you guys watch it after season two comes out i recommend it i definitely recommend it because i'm telling you guys watching it again you already know the characters you already know what's what so you're able to enjoy it mm, freely am i overselling it i don't know maybe Am I biased? I don't know, maybe. But that's pretty much how I felt. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm catching little different things. I'm enjoying, um, I'm not stressed. Because <laughs> this show will keep you at the edge of your seat for sure. But yeah, that's the first thought that came to my mind was like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm re-watching this. Because I'm catching little things and I'm enjoying the... Little the slow slow burn <laughs> romance. I'm enjoying the character development. I'm char- I'm enjoying other little characters that I didn't really pay attention when I first watched it. So yeah, it's been fun so far, episode one through ten. Now, if you guys have not watched it, um go ahead. I, I suggest checking out my first impressions episode on this show because I will not be going into deep on like the background of it because I don't have time (laughs) but go ahead I did a first impression I talk a little bit more of the background of how it starts and how it opens and things like that and the characters but right now we're going to talk about episodes 6 through 10 because I feel like that's where this show really really kicks off the first five episodes are just a good good, good foundation, like, you get to know all the characters, you get to know everything you need to know about the mages, about the backgrounds, about the ancestors, about the Great War, um, about Zhang Ang, about, like, you know, the main characters Zhang Uk and Naksu, who, okay, well, if you guys don't know, this show is called Alchemy of Souls, so it's obviously a fantasy, Okay. So what Alchemy of Souls is... Okay, this is just a side rant, okay? For those who have not watched this show. Just just side. I won't go into too much detail, okay? Because we don't have time. But this show is fantasy. And I love fantasy, okay? So it's called Alchemy of Souls. And Alchemy of Souls is a forbidden spell. Forbidden... magic, Forbidden craft? For- I guess you can call it. Forbidden spell that is forbidden among mages of Deho. So Deho is a country, it's not real, obviously. It's um totally fictional. Um and in that country or in that world there's these people called the mages who were are born with um giftings, with powers who with um the it, pretty much what it is is that they're born with supernatural energy, supernatural powers uh where they're able to um cast spells and like pretty much use power like uh, like use elements like water air fire to for their ability to either fight or whatever they're pretty much they're called mages but in another word they're would they be called witch in let's just keep calling them mage (laughs) mages but yeah so if you have supernatural power if you're able to shift or move water um or use the sword you're called a mage if you have like supernatural energy so when they fight or when they use like specific spells to you know i don't know tele tele do you use telecon telekinesis telekinesis i don't know but to uh, move water with their mind or with their hand or whatever (laughs) um they use energy they use supernatural energy yeah that's what it is but that's when they use that it's pretty much it's they call it casting spells again go ahead and watch it for yourself learn more about it there's More to it. There's different types of spells that they have to learn to fully become a full-on mage Full-on powerful mage. Um, It's actually pretty interesting. So go check that out. Go check out the show. Okay, but There are obviously forbidden spells and one of the biggest most just look down Spell is the alchemy of souls and the alchemy of souls is when two bodies wait hold on when two souls shift meaning one soul Goes into a different body and that body goes so two souls switch bodies So when you switch bodies with someone else, you're considered a soul shifter even if you return to your Previous your original body. You're still considered a soul shifter or shifter now the dangers of this and the reason why it's forbidden is because when you shift souls and you're in that body for a good while your soul and that body starts to clash and that body starts to hunger for the energy of different souls because if it does not feed off of different souls that body begins begins to run wild which is pretty much like you're a vampire you're going off you're killing other people you're taking the souls you're sucking the souls you're not even shifting bodies you're just sucking the souls out of people's lives bodies you're pretty much killing people and then if you are not you're you don't do that you don't suck people's souls um i feel like i'm far away from mic <laughs> Uh, If you don't do that, then your body becomes petrified and it turns you into stone and you die. So, because people become so dangerous when they run wild. And I think, well, not I think, but at one point when it wasn't forbidden, it started a whole thing, a whole war. Back, back, back. Years, 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 years. They pretty much banned that cast that that spell. So now it's completely forbidden if people find out if um Songrim which is kind of like this this section off of De whole where all the mages study um study to become like powerful mages um this little town they uh if if Songroom finds out you pretty much are put to death or you're severely punished or I think the main punishment is they take off your entire energy block you off cast you aside and take and after you all your descendants are not they're forbidden to become mages as well so it's a pretty pretty big deal so that's the alchemy of souls this entire show Is just based off of people being at the wrong place at the wrong time because the main character which is Uk's father is a leader um, of mages and he switches bodies with the king okay so he did the forbidding spell and he gets away with it until like the end of the season one now what I wanted to talk about is the first time that I watched this show. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, that was my side rant. That's pretty much what Alchemy of Souls is, but going into this rant, going into this deep dive, the first time I watched the show, I felt bad for Jungkook's dad. If you guys don't know who Jungkook, he's a main character, okay? He was born because the king made his dad the leader. Switch bodies with him so that he could go to the mama, impregnate her so that he could leave an heir. Even though the king himself was sick, weak, about to die in about seven days, he uses Jongong's body so that he could leave some kind of seed for his throne. Problem is, when he was born, mom dies giving birth, and at the same time, the king star was upon that night, that day. King star fulfills a prophecy of the next powerful heir to the throne. The problem is, this heir to the throne was conceived through a forbidden spell, which is alchemy of souls. Now, my problem, is, well not my problem but what I realized is the first time I felt bad because Jungkook's dad blocks when he was a baby blocks Uk strong energy so when he blocked his energy it pretty much means that he's not able to cast any spells um wield a sword do anything at all he cannot even become a mage and he tells everyone that they better not unblock it so he lives his entire life like that even though he really wants to be like his dad really wants yearns to be a mage because that's that's within him and also um he was born under the king's star so he's born to be powerful so he does that then he runs away daddy runs away (laughs) okay now i felt bad because i thought okay well he feels bad he did he wants to hide jungkook's power so that jungkook you know no one tries to kill him because the current king you know might feel threatened that may be true but i realized something i realized that jungkook's dad might have done what he did to poor jungkook to save his own skin why because the reason why he was born was because he was he he did the forbidden spell and he left he literally ran away without a word without a trace he didn't even leave his position behind to anyone to succeed it he just ran off and went and left everyone like, uh so what do we do now? So his assistant's like, okay well I'm gonna take over. And Jong Lug, he's like, Well I'm the successor, I'm the son And everyone's like, Well you don't can't, you you you're blocked. You can't even wield your dad's sword. You have no energy. So that's pretty much how the show kicks off. And it just realized like hey Jong Lug's dad was selfish from the start and that is so 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 sad because even till the end he denies his being his, his his dad, and he does it because he got caught, you know, having done the alchemy of souls. So he got caught, meaning he's going to get cut off, and he didn't want jungle to be associated with that, which makes sense. But I just feel like he was trying to save his own skin the whole entire time, and now that he was caught towards the end, like in episode 20 or so... 1920 I don't know it that's what that's what I thought but it's good because I mean it's not good but it's cool because Jungkook just overcomes everything and I don't understand why Park Jin which is the leader of Songrim and father figure of Jungkook and like best friends with Jungkook I don't understand why both Park Jin and Zhang Gong would think that he wouldn't try to become a mage, like, or question anything. Well, that's what makes it (laughs) good storytelling, I guess. But yeah, it 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 just was like, oh my gosh, like, this guy is actually really selfish. So that's the first thing. One of the first things that I noticed that I... uh, coming into this, this, uh, rewatch and I thought it was really interesting because it, the reason why this entire show caught my attention was because of how, of the unconventional hero trope that I freaking love. If you guys know me, you guys know that I love watching anime as well, ever since I was a young girl. So if you guys watched anime you guys know what i'm talking about but i love like any anime that has unconventional heroes like the hero that you know everyone it's the outcast and is weak and doesn't know anything and doesn't have any power but then later on becomes like super beast but then later on people find out that he's actually someone born to be super powerful because the parents were someone super powerful aka naruto <laughs> uh and other other anime series i love that trope and this is what it this is this show and it's just freaking awesome we have you have the unconventional hero jungkook who's lazy as heck but super smart and his and it's funny because he's super lazy he doesn't really care about anything but he's still like succeed at everything like he still puts his heart and soul like there's times he's a the thing that i like about is that he's flawed because there's moments where he'll get hurt or he'll something will happen where he just doesn't do anything he'll just sit around mope around won't be motivated and that's just so relatable because i feel like a lot of us when we go through something or we find something out about our past or whatever The world just stops for us when you get depressed. Um, Oh my gosh, why am I getting deep here? And it's just cool to see him go through that and then finding that motivation again to continue on his path of what he started. And it's just so, it's so good. So such good storytelling. With Noxu slash Mudok, another unconventional hero because it's it's like she was an assassin and i love the fact that they didn't keep her story flat like her father if you guys don't know her father used to be like a mage that dealt with constellations because the way they keep time or records is through constellations i believe something like that and he worked there he worked in the palace doing that but he was used later on again spoilers later on you find out that he was used um to be a soul shifter and he ends up running wild and he ends up getting killed he ends up killing a lot of people from his family ends up getting killed to as a little girl um is a witness to that thinking that the four famous heirs four families park Park family, Jin family, Seo family, and Jong family, um, thinking that all four of those families killed the- her family and her father. Little does she know that the man that raised her and trained her to be the world's powerful assassin is the very man that used her father, used her, killed her father, just for what? For his own personal gain. Jinmu. Okay. Jinmu is the villain of the story. I can't with I They can't with him. But he's very entertaining. <laughs> he's actually really entertaining. He's a good character. The actor who plays Jin Moo, he, he did a great job with him. Sometimes he's so friggin' annoying, but he helps the story move along. But yeah, back to Noxu and Mudok. Ay I, I think I've like loved her even more rewatching it. The first time that I watched it, she would, would frustrate me because you could tell jong uk was like falling in love with her you know trying to get her attention trying to like move things along romantically but she would just like stay stone-faced but rewatching it it just it just it just hit me like hey she's fighting it because she's an assassin and she was made to think that her that that entire family killed her family killed her father and the whole time she was just playing along to keep herself safe so she's not killed so once she gets her energy back by the way when she she had to when she shifted souls she did the forbidden eh um, and she went into Murdoch's body she lost all her energy so 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 she had to play along but during all that time she ends up you know falling in love she ends up first it's a good okay from episode one through ten she does not budge from like one through five six episode six a little she starts to melt just a tiny bit seven episode seven is when it's like okay like you see her walls coming down a bit episode 8 through 10 it's like well episode 10 i just watched it she's like she even talks to herself like holy smokes how did i allow this to happen how did i let my walls fall how did i let this man in i think i'm in love with this man i love 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 love, love it love it a cold hard assassin melting, (laughs) melting, falling in love and they both create this bond together because they're both outcast and it's so heartbreaking to see how much of an outcast Jungkook became and how he was pretty much written out, casted out like people would just look down on him like see him just as like oh you're just a noble young man just be lazy and don't even try and keep yourself safe and then you have noxu who's like she's obviously be cast to become a servant loses all her powers loses her dignity and it's just a good combination of again unconventional heroes coming together lifting each other up and going into this journey to become powerful mages it's just it's bomb it's it's so good it's so good but like i said episodes 1 through 5 they're a really good foundation to get to know everyone and to really get to know the dynamics between those two and right off the bat the chemistry is there you guys they hit it off like they hit it they hit it off really well even though she's crazy because <laughs> she is an assassin so she has no like what's the word um well she literally is like anything goes <laughs> anything goes like if you're about to die you're about to die if i'm about to die i'm about to die this that's how the world works and he's more like oh hey no <laughs> oh heck no i'm not gonna risk my life for this but she challenges the heck out of him opposites attract that's all i have to say but yeah the dynamics be- between them two is really great he obviously... Well, if you guys don't know... He seeks her... Finds out that she's Noxu. And... Buys her... Uh, buys her from this brothel that she was sold to. Because she was in Mudok's body. And... he, She becomes his servant. And he tells her, hey, like... Be my master. Help me help you. And so they decided, hey... If I help you become powerful mage then you can help me get my energy back helping me become noxu again so they're helping each other but that turns into camaraderie that turns into being inspired by each other being inspired by each other that turns into admiring each other and that turns into love (laughs) which he for him is faster than her her she's like oh snap nope this is not happening no 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 and obviously because she's not as affectionate as he is she shows it in different ways but i feel like it's really hard to catch because she's not affectionate but you have to remember that's not her personality her personality is not an affectionate type but she does warm up eventually to him but we're not there yet we just watched episode 10 okay (laughs) we'll talk about that in part two yes there'll be a part two by the way um yeah so i love 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 that coming in so going into episode six y'all there's one thing that caught my attention of the entire episode and that's when she said quote just anyone quote and in that moment it's like okay like she's not declaring his love her love for jungkook she's not like being super affectionate she's not letting her guard down completely but she's showing hey he's not just anyone in my life he's someone important and that's just like an open door for obviously their romance so there's a tree that jungkook promises not to, which is mudok Promises her once he um, once he masters all the different casting spells that they need to, um, that he needs to in order to become a powerful mage. He says he said that she he will take her up to that tree, which is a tree, a really tall tree that she used to climb up when she used to be Noxu when she was really powerful. And he said and she said, you know what? Okay, let's let's do this like take me up there so pretty much saying i'm challenging you to become a powerful mage by telling me to take me up there and it's really cool because say is a second male lead if you guys don't know if you guys don't know if you guys know you guys know but he's a second male lead he already knew noxu from when they were Teenagers and younger teenagers, um, but then they never spoke again. They went to, I think it's like, I don't even know, it's a city, a village, I don't know what it is, but this area where she used to live, the city where she, the town where she used to live, where he used to visit, uh, to see her when they were younger. they go back there because jungkook needs to train so he he visits them when jungkook is training with naksu visits them they visit the tree and they're just like obviously um just admiring the tree and he says that he says hey like do you want me to take you up there i could take you up there and obviously well not obviously because you might know you might not know this but jungkook is like obviously Well, I keep saying always, but John is jealous as heck (laughs) because he feels like there's something going on between them two, but he doesn't know what it is yet, till he later finds out that they knew each other from when they were younger and they had crushes on each other. And that's all that is, you guys. Rewatching it, it's like they try to make it more than what it seems, but it was just a crush when they were teenagers. That's it. I mean, they did care for each other, he cared more for her than the other way around but to me it was just a crush it look it seems like just a crush but homeboy is not ready to let go anyways so they're admiring the tree and he says that he says you want me to take you up there I could take you up there and this is where she says no thank you I wouldn't go up there with just anyone and John is like smiling ear to ear super happy obviously because <laughs> he's like just anyone I'm not just anyone and she says it again when she goes to meet the crown prince when she talks to the crown prince and he um, which by the way if you guys don't know who the crown prince is I'll tell you the name it's Go Won, and he's adorable <laughs> he's adorable but yeah they talk okay and he she says it there with him too she he 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 falls in love with her as well he doesn't say it but you can obviously tell and he um offers her a deal hey work with me work in the palace work in a better area better place and she says no thanks i don't serve just anyone and he's like just anyone what the heck john wasn't there in that moment but again, this show is it, it just sets up for different sec- potential romances or second leads like Seul, which is the, you know, the teenage crush. And then the crown prince, who's a potential. Um, and then obviously Jungkook. And it's cool because she says that she sets that boundaries. She sets that boundary with both of them when she says no thanks i just don't i don't go up the tree with just anyone no thanks i don't serve just anyone and that's really cool i i'm like i'm going to take that i i'm going to set that boundary just anyone <laughs> that's like the new friend zone just anyone <laughs> but yeah that really caught my attention and i just feel like that was the open door for Noxu for her Realizing, or for her um melting for him. Or for her opening or, you know, I guess letting her guard down just a bit for John Hook at least. But my favorite episode, I have to say, between episode 1 through 10 has to be episode 7. Okay, why? episode seven is very interesting because it feels like a filler episode okay if you guys watch the entire show like i've did you guys will understand it feels like a filler episode because Moonak gets caught in a magic mirror yes you heard that right a magic mirror she gets caught up inside um long, it's a long story how she gets in there but the entire show the entire episode is um jungkook Seiyul, Dangu, and um, Crown Prince going on a journey to find out where the heck she is and getting her safe. It is really cool because you get to see the bromance between them all, and it's just—I I freaking love it. It's just great. And the thing about it is that it—it it moves the story along. It's not just any old filler like. It feels, it's, it's, the episode feels so different from all the other episodes. It feels like an American show where it's, like, episodic as opposed to, like, to be continued, to be continued. It's so strange. It feels like a filler episode. But the thing about episode 7 that I would definitely pay attention to, it's opportunities. It gives opportunities for the character. <laughs> for one it gives the opportunities to show um how much the positions between the crown prince and seyul how they feel about mudok and, and to what lengths they would go to help her and then jung Uk to what lengths he would go for her and then for mudok to be on the other side being stuck in the mirror realizing i don't know if i can i don't know like i keep reaching out for for him like I I keep calling out his name and when he finds out she's stuck in a mirror a magic mirror when she when he finds out he says he says it he says he says I I'll be lost without you and oh my gosh it's so romantic it's seriously romantic the entire show is kind of comedic um though at least the episode it's pretty comedic but but. <laughs> the time where he finally finds out where she is where she when she's he realizes she's stuck in that magic mirror that was such a romantic moment for them too where they where they show like wow these two they can't they can't be without each other it's great i freaking loved episode seven so yeah it feels like a filler but such a good opportunity they gave such good opportunity for for these characters another thing i wanted to point out is that okay so where she got stuck was in a magic mirror and and that magic mirror was inside of junya won which is kind of like a sanctuary type of thing kind of like this like super super secret base where all like crazy artifacts forbidden artifacts are kept and the only way it's open is if it's a a part of someone part of the Jin family who has the original Jin blood so obviously um we got uh Jin cho she's able to open it and then her mom obviously Mama Jin (laughs) that if you want to call her (laughs) nobody's gonna call her just me um but yeah Mama Jin them two are are the only ones that able that are able to open it however, there's only there's one more person that's able to, which is a long lost daughter Bo Young, guess what my dumb mm, just noticed that when she was, when Mudok was running just wandering around finds that gate looks at it and it starts to open and she goes in and then Cho Young comes from the back and then close, gets her stuck in there locks her up in there i realized wow that's a huge clue they show us who the heck murak really is she's a long lost daughter obviously spoiler alert she's a long lost daughter and they just show her right there and i'm over here like oh wow how did i not catch that (laughs) how did i not freaking catch that but yeah i'm dumb (laughs) and it's interesting well, yeah. Another thing that I really thought was interesting was the interactions between Choyan and Boyan, which is Murok, and the dynamics between sisters. It's just like it's good. It's very, 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 very clever. But yeah, but I think out of the entire episode, the two things that really um <sighs> The really the thing that really caught my attention was when he when Junga found her in stuck in the mirror and they both find out that they're like you know on the other side and in that moment it's completely silent and I think that's brilliant there because they're both talking to each other there's no music in the background it's just completely completely silent and they're almost confessing to each other. <laughs> And again, they're not confessing to each other, but they're confessing to each other that they cannot be without each other. Second thing that really caught my attention that I didn't catch, which I'm like, am I dumb or what? Was when she, when her energy surges up and breaks that mirror, all the artifacts, all the uh, relics are like, like shaking and fearing and like talking amongst each other and saying, it's her. She's here. She's here. It's the blind girl. The girl with the eye stone. I'm am I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. I'm like how did I miss that? I mean, I remember hearing it when I first watched it. But I'm like how did I not catch how what did I think they were saying in the in the first place? Anyways, but that was really cool. That was so cool. I yeah. The but yeah. But episode eight comes around. Okay. Gosh. Visuals. Alch- okay. So in episode eight, there's an alchemy of souls that happen between Jung Uk and one of the like minions of Jin-Mu. And during that time, when alchemy of souls happens, people know because. The sky turns gray, there's black smoke, the earth stood still. I'm just kidding. No, it just it's pretty loud and rowdy. So people know when it happens. But it's the visuals are amazing. The visuals are amazing when the Alchemy of Souls happens. I freaking love it. I have to say, my favorite moment from episode 8. The the, the my favorite moment had to be I guess all the romance moments are my favorite moment, but when when he didn't shift, when the minion, <laughs> I'm gonna, the, what should I call him? Minion? I forgot his name. Minion? I don't know. Bodyguard? Well, either way, he tried to shift souls with Jong Uk. He was not able to because Jong Uk apparently is super powerful. Also, Buyan Mudok, Mudok, like the real Mudok, not Noxu. Helps somehow. He's she's in the Alchemy of Souls. Appears and helps. Helps him not get shifted. So he doesn't get shifted. He falls. He wakes up. Naksu or Murak is freaking out. Goes to. jungle tries to kill him. I think that moment was so. It was just. An, uh, uh, it was just a pinnacle moment. Another one because she's ready to kill him for jungkook and the entire time she would always tell jungkook once I get my energy back you might as well say bye because if i walk past with you again i will kill you but this time it was like i will kill you for taking jungkook's soul and you see how concerned she is how worried she is and it was a cool moment because that minion who didn't get to Switch bodies. He tells her about her dad and what really happened. And it moves the story along, which is really, really. Cool. Hey! Episode 9, y'all. I think 7, 9, and I think from 7 and on are definitely my favorites. But 9. So, episode 9, I just wanted to share that I loved. The first time I was annoyed because um immature but eventually uh, just to keep it short jungkook is um welcome he well he gets his energy he learns different spells to cast he learns different skills he learns super fast with the help of noxu and then obviously because he's the freaking king star um he grows he learns he becomes powerful and he's able to he's accepted to um song rim to you know be an official official mage so once you're accepted to song rim no one's allowed no one just just the mages and that pretty much meant that noxu wasn't able to go in even as a servant because it's just the rule and when you first join song rim you have to learn a specific, you have to learn the basics. And when you're learning the basic skills. Or the basic tests. You have to pretty much be isolated. And you cannot leave. Or go home until you complete them. Or you master them. So the entire time. That. Yeah. So the entire time. Uh, Murak and Jungkook. Are not able to see each other. And from episode 1 through like. Through, that, through 9. They've been inseparable. Attached at the hip. So. Having that separation, I, I never really liked separation or break breakups in K-dramas. But I think for this case, looking at it again, I think it was so good because it created such hot tension. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so... I don't know what's wrong with me. But it created tension. And I think it was good for her to see, like... For her to, like i think at that moment she was not hiding that she can't really live without him that she needs to be by his side that she really cares for him that she wants to take care of him and same with him like obviously he didn't really ever hide anything he was always open about his feelings but that tension just i freaking loved it i love that tension the fact that she was not able to go in he was not able to go out but they were longing for each other and they were trying to figure out what they could do he escapes she finds out that song room is accepting five servants to serve there and in order to serve there you have to win a contest she joins the contest and in the meantime there's another girl that like that the older you know Leaser, leaders are trying to hook jungkook up with and she's pretty and cute and she's a noble lady and then Su is like not a noble lady but jungkook's the one that it's just it's well, <laughs> well 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 done love love the tension there um But yeah so my favorite part of episode nine and i think i love how they do i think what makes the tension even better and makes them makes it hot <laughs> is like the parallels they use for example jungkook's song rim and so is the i forgot her name but she's just like this new girl That everyone's trying to hook them up with. They're like in this cozy place. They look cute together. Um, They're both noble people. And then outside waiting in the rain is Naksu. A servant. Not, you know. Pretty much forbidden to go in. She's outside. And then Yul comes out. So it's them two. So it's them two inside and then yul and noxu outside and i really like that parallel because it just shows how much he really how much jungkook just really just likes just her her i love it i absolutely love it and yul like i think i don't know if it's because he realizes at that moment wow she would do anything for jungkook i kind of want that or like I had that first or I had that opportunity first. I think that's why he's like, Well, I want that attention. So I don't know. I, I just that's why I feel like it's just a crush. That's what I feel. But I think it starts back up as a crush because they knew each other first and he knows who she is, because he's a smart kid. Um and then it slowly goes back into like actually really falling in love with her. Again, I'm just like, can you like get over? <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's just, yeah. But, favorite part of episode nine is that tension that they created, which it just, dude, season two is gonna be insane. Episode nine is a buildup for season two. That's, I'm just gonna throw that out there. So, then the last episode that I watched. Is episode ten. In episode ten, we're introduced to Soe. Yeah, the thing about Soe is that she's annoying. She's annoying, but I realize that she's pretty important. The thing about Soe is that she's important, even though we don't want her to be important because she's kind of annoying, but. She's important because it highlights the whole Booyan situation. And because she's an imposter, she's obviously going to get caught. Which is going to make the Jin family, or at least the mom, want to find out, okay, who is a real Booyan? For real, for real. And there's a contrast between Soe and Mudok, obviously, because we're finding out little things of what makes murak murak like physical features and because like so e is not buoyant there's just that huge like contrast which highlights buoy herself murak herself and that's why i find it important and like other things that help the story move along but i think that's the main reason but again <laughs> do i do i find her annoying yes do i feel like she ruined some things yes do i like the actress yes i do love her but she's freaking funny but um character i just hope that she doesn't eh, season two uh, we'll see i just hope i really don't want her to be with yul i i feel like yul i don't know i just don't see them together but she does have a huge crush on him but I hope they don't end up together because I just don't see it. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Season. St- we'll see on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah. So again, E. annoying, but is important. The second lead couple is super adorable. Dangun and Cho Yoon. Mm-hmm. Jin Cho Yoon they're adorable this episode is where their love takes flight so they pretend to be together um so that she's not shamed because she got dumped by jungkook so they pretend to be together but then they realize they like each other so they keep pretending so that's pretty much what happens in episode 10 but their love story is so adorable it's so sweet it's so cute and i think it was perfect how they added that in there and i was happy with that so my favorite part though of episode 10 has to be the bridge scene. Even though it's like a simple moment, this is the moment where Jungkook escapes. <laughs> Obviously, he can't help himself, runs away, escapes and tries to find Mudok. Mudok is off with Yo buying an umbrella or whatever, but when she goes back home, he she realizes that Jungkook was there, but she just missed him by a second. She runs off, he's on a little boat thingy, gondola, boat, gondola, and she runs off, she gets to the bridge, and she yells out his name, he turns around, and gosh, that was such a romantic moment, that was such, I love that moment, I think that's one of my favorite moments, where she, he turns around, he's smiling, looking at her lovingly, she's like desperate to see him. And it's like, there, there it is. There it is. She's in love. She's in love. And that has to be my favorite scene. Especially when she throws the paper, the, the contest for song room, for servants for song room, to him. And he sees it as a love letter. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, 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 so good. Another thing I have to mention, y'all. Masterlybomb.com. <laughs> Masterly helps the story move along so good. He... I I hope he's he's in it for season two because he moves it along, helps out, super smart, super intelligent, figures everything out like in a second, figures out who Noxo is, figures out what's going on between her and Jong-uk and is he's kind of like a guide. He pretty much helps him like on the side because to me it seems like, okay, he's just trying to see where, how everything's going to play out but he kind of meddles just a tad bit, just to move move it along. But love masterly. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But yeah, so that's episode 10. I loved episode 10 because the main theme about episode 10 was the love letter. When Jungkook was studying the love letter of their like old ancestor, I think his name was So young or something like that, who gave a love letter, who tried to give a love letter to uh, the Jin's family's ancestor Jin Solron who who was blind. What do you well I don't know, people are saying that Murok is uh, incarnation of her. We don't know. Um Yeah. So she was blind and it's so clever how they throw that in there as he realizes what a love letter is and when he finds that out and then he goes sees Murak and she throws the, the little, the flyer he takes it, it, he he says like as long, he's well he tells her once, she finally I forget, okay, when she gets into the contest, it's great the contest is great because prince, or crown prince, dongu and Yol help her out come <laughs> pretty much cheat for her and then the physical stuff the uh the physical test with like where they test her they test them all on like cleaning and different things she does it herself and the last thing is like a race where she has to go run off get water put it on her back and run to the finish line and the first five people win right that was such a good that was such a cool moment for her because she obviously started off weak because that body was weak compared to her original body and i think i liked how i think i like this part of the story because it shows how much hard work she has been putting in like she didn't just give up she could have just given up and become mudok fully mudok but i liked how her noxu spirit is still in her where she didn't give up and she killed it she freaking killed it and you can see the strength that she has and how much she worked hard even as a servant she's like well i'm gonna do everything i'm gonna do i'm gonna do the best that i'm gonna be the best at. even though i've lost my dignity i'm not the great noxu anymore i'm gonna even though i'm humiliated right now like my pride is gone i'm gonna do the best that i can because i have a new Something that I'm looking forward to, which is obviously Jungkook or helping Jungkook or being with Jungkook. And that was so great because he worked hard to accomplish his training to see her and then vice versa. But to use his last basic skill training so that he's able to like go in and out of song room. To use a love letter that's like it's a pretty much a book that's blank and Um, You're only able to read it if you find out how to use your energy to read it. But thanks to Master Lee, he reads it with his heart. Uh, Cheesy. But he finds out and he reads it. And he realizes what a love letter is. And when he goes out to meet Murak, Murak throws a flyer. He gets it. Murak wins, obviously, and they meet again, and he tells her, this is, thank you, he's like, this is a love letter, and then she's like, that's not a love letter, that's a flyer, and she's like, no, it's a love letter, she's like, no, it's not, and he says, as long as it reveals your heart, it's a love letter, oh, such a good, such a good moment, such a good moment, that's pretty much how episode 10 finishes off, where she realizes, ah, snap, i fell in love <laughs> oh snap how did this happen how did i let my guard down and he's like smiling ear to ear like okay i'll i'll respond to your love letter i miss you too and it's their reactions are so different but it's just it, i love it i love the contrast between them too because obviously they have different personalities and that tension is just built built up and yeah that's pretty much episode 1 through 10 um i can't wait to finish up 11 through 20 which i will do before saturday i will and i will do a part two of this and i will post it on saturday the day of the premiere and on monday because episode one is saturday episode two is sunday and monday i will be posting my first impressions i cannot wait guys but yeah that's pretty much what i have for this episode episode one so excited but look 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 forward keep tuned wait what (laughs) uh keep a lookout keep a listen out stay tuned if you guys are at work i hope you have a great great day if you guys are students oh my gosh you got this you're almost done you're almost done winter break's coming you guys got this and if you're driving please 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 drive safe But either way, thank you so much for joining me on this deep dive of Alchemy of Souls. I'm so sorry if you guys don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but go ahead and watch it and then listen to this again. Um, But if you guys watch this, let me know what your thoughts are, what your favorite moments are, what important moments of this show that you think helped move it along to season two. Let me know, guys. And please look forward to part two of Alchemy of Souls And my first impression so i hope you guys enjoyed don't forget to get caffeinated and i'll catch you guys later thank you so much for joining me here well what the heck was that <laughs> thank you so much for joining me here at the K Drama cafe podcast